You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. It's an honor and a privilege to bring the Word of God to you this morning. Yes. How many people? Molds are being broken. Molds of limitation are breaking over your life. Hallelujah. Yes. They have to break. Amen. You must double in 90 days. Come on. How many people want to double in 90 days? Yes. That's it. That's it. I want you to know that God is at work in your life. Okay. Before we go into the word, I want to take one testimony. Uh, Sister Shay, are you? Can you come forward? Come on. Let's. Let's appreciate her. Testimonies glorify God. So when we testify, we don't glorify the devil. We don't, we glorify God. Go for it. Praise the Lord. I'm here to testify to God's goodness in my family. Um, Some months back, my husband got... um, a job opportunity which was outside South Africa in the UK and uh, it wasn't easy really for him to go in terms of finances but somehow God made the way for him to go even though we tried to see if everybody could go but it didn't work out because it was capital intensive so uh, he left after he left um, somehow I just got really overwhelmed I was down I'm like okay we tried Somehow it's not working out, but and we actually needed um, about fifteen thousand pounds. That's for myself and the kids to join him. And I'm like, where do we want to get this kind of funds from? In terms of the contract he had, five years, the type of visa we have to get. So really, um, I had to repent later, though. <laughs> I was overwhelmed. My faith was really down. I was. I couldn't even pray. So there was someone out of a good heart, you know, who told me, you see, you have friends, you have people, just write their names before I start calling them, you know, for, you know, to assist here. And I'm like, okay. So I spoke to like two of my friends who were already in the UK practicing. Okay, one of them was like, okay, I have this. Um, so 15,000 pounds is equivalent to about 300,000 rands and about 12,000, 12 million naira. So that's. <laughs> So a friend of mine in the UK was like, okay, um, I have about 3.5 somewhere. And at that time, my husband had applied to the faculty to see if they could assist. So I'm like, okay, just keep that money. Let's see if, uh, you know, that will work out from my husband's side. At the end of the month, by the time he got the feedback, it was negative. So I'm like, this is the feedback. But you know what? See, whoever you know, just see. As at December, I was like, I must leave South Africa. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I sent him a voice note. I'm, I must... You know, I was so agitated. I was so, you know. And as soon as I did that, I don't know, the Spirit of God, like just, you know, I just heard it in my spirit that I'm not pleased. I'm not pleased. And coupled with the word I'd been hearing from, you know, the altar from pastor, from the program we had on the women's program, God do it again. I've seen God like work in the past, but this time I was just so, and as soon as it dawned on me, I'm like, okay, I'm hansing off. Like, I've, 
I think I've tried. Like, I'm answering love. God just, even if you want us to join him in three years' time, I'm ready. Whatever. And I'm like, so a few days after I decided, a friend of mine called me, the one I sent a voice note to, and he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't gotten back to you. And I'm like, see, don't even start. Don't worry. This is what I received. Don't worry. God is faithful. He would make a way. And I just decided to hands up. There was a word pastor said one day, like it was for me, during the series of God, man. He said, even though it's looking like impossible, God is walking behind the scene. The way I caught that word. So somehow, gradually, I started trying to pray again. You know, I started trying to. <laughs> after I let go, I'm like, just whatever you want to do, Lord, just do. few days after, I was almost driving out of the complex. Then my husband calls me and is like, where are you? Pack, pack, pack. I was like, I'm driving. Pack, pack, pack. I packed. <laughs> it was a video call and it's like, do you know what just happened? My husband is someone who likes to write. Is that kind of person. So he writes on LinkedIn and he was like, someone wrote something under my comment section and the person was saying, is this not Shinwa Ajayi, the son of Professor Ajayi? Um, it's been a while. Your father was so good to me. Let's chat. So in the inbox, she drops her number. Oh, you're in the UK? This is my number. Call me. Then he calls and he's like, how are you? It's been a while. Where's your mom, dad, everyone? Apparently, this lady lived with them 25 years ago. And they accommodated her for three to five years when she was undergraduate. My husband was still probably in primary school or you know, junior high school. And she's like, what's, you're so grown. I'm so proud of you. You're in the UK. What's happening? Are you even married? He's like, I'm not only married, I have three children. <laughs> Where are they? They're in South Africa. Why are they not with you? Uh, and see, it's, it's been tough, like finances, it's a lot of money. And she's like, really, don't worry, God will come through, like, you know, the encouragement. Uh, the next moment, she's like, it looks like, I just checked my account, it looks as if I have like 8,000 pounds that's free that I'm not using, <laughs> that you can return in like four or five weeks. <laughs> As he was telling me, as he was narrating that, um, that you know, incident to me, he said she, something just popped up, a message just popped up from her, that she said she actually has 10,500 pounds. I was, I was just looking, like I was, I was dumbfounded. This is a lady who is not a LinkedIn person. She was just, she just had a little time before work and she just sat on her bed and like, okay, let me just catch up what's happening on LinkedIn. Then she bumped into my husband's post and she's like, I know this face. I know this face. And before you knew what was happening, the answer is like, create a WhatsApp group, send me the links. You want me to send my car details? And, and this was happening as at 28th of December, 31st of December. And I'm like, God, you really wanted me to come to the end of myself. He's able to do exceedingly. This is beyond my imagination. This is someone who I don't know personally. This is someone who I don't know personally. So somehow, it, it, we, we needed a balance. You know, we needed 15,000 pounds. So we needed a balance. So there was another quarter where, you know, we, we had the hope of getting a second week in, the, in, in January. As the person was telling me, it was actually my mom, that that money is only going to enter second week in January. Before the close of that day, the money entered. Even she was surprised. Before I could say Jack, first 
beginning of, I'd even shared with mommy, I was like, oh, this is what's happening. She was like, oh, thank God. We went for the visa application, you know, and I didn't know I was coming with another testimony. In two days, I got a message that our visas were ready, and I'm like, in two days. I personally submitted. I submitted on the Monday, the day I resumed work on the night of January. I couldn't make my appointment at 8.30, so I got there 2.30 p.m. So the application was between 2.30 and 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Thursday morning, I'm getting the mail. I was even G3. I was so afraid. I'm like, what are these people up to? Like, two days, what's happening? Like, refusal, that kind of a thing, because it happened to me here in South Africa. I was so happy to, like, God, there was a refusal. So I didn't, I wasn't excited. <laughs> so I wasn't excited. I sent a screenshot to my husband. I'm like, I'm confused. What's going on? We didn't pay for any priority service. So, and before I knew what even was happening. Even priority is not two days. Even priority. Yeah. My husband paid for priority five days. He got it after six weeks. That's right. Six weeks, I was in and out of VFS. Like, what's going on? They would tell me, okay, um, the passport is in London, you know. So that's what got me confused. I'm like, did it enter London and come back within two days? But I want to say that God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. Please help me celebrate God. Help me celebrate God. God is faithful. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. If you haven't been there, you won't understand. It is a miracle. Amen. You know, there are some people, they are, um, their religion is unbelief. <laughs> yeah, some people's religion is unbelief. Okay, so they, they intentionally refuse to believe even when they see evidence. Even when there's evidence of a miracle, they refuse to believe. I'm telling you. This is a miracle. And it's not a visiting visa that, you know, so it's a visa. It is, <laughs> yeah. It's not the one they give you for, you know, for six months. No, 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 no. It is a miracle. Turn to someone and say, it's a miracle. Yeah. Give God glory. When God does something, give him glory. Yeah. You know? Some people like to use their senses to, to devalue what God has done. Instead of giving him glory. So not in this house. Turn to someone say, not in this house. We give him the glory due to his name. Yes, hallelujah. Father, we give you glory. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you for what you are doing in the lives of your people. Thank you for what you are doing in every family represented here. Every family represented here. I declare that there will be a miracle. Lord God, that there will be miracles popping like popcorn. In the name of Jesus, declare that. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Are you ready to break molds of limitation? 
every illegal boundary that the enemy has placed over your life is being shattered. In the name of Jesus. Every illegal boundary that is being placed over your business is being shattered in the name of Jesus. Every illegal boundary that is being placed over your career is being shattered right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare supernatural manifestations of limitless manifestations in your life. And the angels of God will administer this in your life. Arrange circumstances. Begin to rearrange situations in your life. Begin to bring to you that which they have said no to. You will be surprised. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to our text. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. It says, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Say, I has not seen. Ears have not heard. Hallelujah. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. There is no heart that has been able to perceive all that God has in store for you. Many times the enemy plays games to try to restrict us. To try to restrict our experiences. To try to hinder us. He plays games with our minds. And sometimes we fall for his tricks. Because he's been around for long. His experience. A trickery. And so many people. Depend. On just what they see. So what they see, if they can't see it with their eyes, then it doesn't exist. Do you know people like that? Turn to someone that that's the, a dumb way to live. Tell, tell someone, that's a dumb way to live. Yeah. I'm telling you. With all due respect. Hmm? It is. Because even in the natural world, it's not everything you see that there are things that are real that you can't see. How many people saw COVID when it was when they when they told us COVID was around? Did you see it? What does it look like? What's the color of COVID? You mean nobody can scientists, where are you? Where are the scientists here? Doctor, what does COVID look like? Where is it? 
Huh? And they tell you, oh, there is a flu. Where is it? Did you see it? You, you didn't see the flu, but yet, <laughs> you agree that there is flu. So, how can you, with the intelligence God gave you, limit yourself to such a lie that if I don't see it, then it doesn't exist? So when it comes to the natural things, we don't have a problem believing what we don't see. But when it comes to the things of God, we have a problem believing what we don't see. <laughs> Come on. Turn to, turn to someone and say, you, you should know better. Come on, you should know better. You are smarter than that. Tell the person, you are smarter than that. I know, I can see you're smarter than that. Yeah, I can see you're smarter than that. Don't allow the devil to lie to you. Hmm? Yeah. Because we say that they, you're going to experience a miracle. You say, oh, until I see it. If I don't see it, then there is nothing. I has not seen. Nor ear heard. Nor have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. So, if you are going to break limits, if you are going to break boundaries, you need to learn to see the invisible. Don't your neighbor say, neighbor... Learn to see the invisible. Yeah. The great Oral Roberts made a statement. He says, if you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. Come on. If you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. And his life was, an, was a living testimony of that. God told him, build me a university. And he didn't have the money. He didn't have the money. God said, do it for me. He didn't have the money. So sometimes God will tell you to do something when you don't have the money. So if you have to wait till you have the money, you won't do it. Hallelujah. The most important thing is to see it first. See it in the spirit. Come on. If you can see it, you can do it. If you cannot see it, you can do it, even with money. Yeah. You can be given all the money in the world. If you cannot see it, that money will go to waste. So the most important thing is not money. The most important thing is vision. Do you understand? Yeah. So learn to start living by vision rather than by material, visible material realities. 
Because vision is a reality. It's just that it exists in a different world. Are you following me? So if you are going to double, you need to start seeing it first. See it. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard. Okay? Nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But it doesn't end there. It doesn't stop there. He says, but, hallelujah, say but. That is a contrast. Whenever you see but, it is a contrast. Okay? He says, but God has revealed them to us. Hallelujah. God has revealed to us. God has shown us every household in Midran. God has shown us 10% of Midran. We're not walking by sight. We're walking by faith. Glory to God. God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. There are things in the heart of God concerning you. The devil doesn't know it. Hallelujah. There is no prophet on earth that knows the deep things in the heart of God concerning you. Sometimes God would just give them a word of knowledge. That's why it's called word. Okay? A word is just a part of a sentence. A word is not a sentence. So when God gives them word of knowledge, it is such a fraction, it's such a minute part of the entire story. It's like somebody bringing a book and then takes one word out of the book and tells you that word, then you think you've read the book. How many people know that that's not normal? Even one page, that's right. Even one page. You read one page and say, ah, yeah, I've read the book. And then go write exams. Because you read the first page. You say, yeah, I know what the book is all about. I don't need to. So, when somebody gives you a prophetic word, at most it's just a page. Or maybe just a paragraph. Hardly a page. So there is much more. Come on, tell someone say there is much more. So even the little that God has revealed to you is not all. There is more. There is what eye has not seen. There is what ears have not heard. There is what has not entered into the heart of man. Okay? Concerning you. Concerning your tomorrow. So that's why you shouldn't listen to the doomsayers and the naysayers and the prophets of doom. Hmm? I'm not talking about the ones that spray doom. <laughs> I, I know there are some that spray doom on people. <laughs> I think there are also prophets of doom. <laughs> prophets that spray doom and those that speak doom. <laughs> 
They have not seen it. Hallelujah. Somebody came one day, gave, gave me a prophet, so-called prophetic word, and I laughed it over. I said, that's not the word of God. You didn't see right. You didn't hear right. Hallelujah. I remember before we got married, somebody went to prophesy to my, my mom. and told her that, your son is about to make a mistake. The marriage will not last two years. So my mom was so worried. She called me, you know. <laughs> and this was, we were in London then. She called me and she says, you know, this prophet, this guy, he doesn't even know me. He doesn't know. And he came, this is what he said. I said, mom, stop stressing. I have heard God. That's not God. Hallelujah. Come on. So this is the longest two years. <laughs> Hallelujah. Huh? 28, is it? How many years? <laughs> just, just, you know, fill in the blanks. It's, it's going on. So what happened to that prophet? I wish I knew him. I never met him. So sometimes people come and they declare things and you think that they've, they've had access to the mind of God. It's a lie. Satan doesn't know your destiny. He does not know your destiny. I'm telling you. He only sees glimpses. He only sees tokens. He sees signs. And because he's been around, there are certain signs when he sees on certain people, he knows that they're going to be great. It's not because he has read the book. Hallelujah. It's not because he has read the book about you in heaven. He can't access that. They're too deep for him. Even if he goes to, into heaven, even if he has access to go to heaven to accuse you, he doesn't have access to the heart of God. He doesn't have access to where God has stored his secrets, the deep things about you. Hallelujah. Eye has not seen. And this is not only talking about human eyes. Even the eyes of angels. Angels have not seen. Do you understand me? Even angels have not seen. Angels only know what God tells them. They only know what God wants them to know. There are things about God that the angels don't know. That's why the church was a mystery in the heart of God. The angels couldn't, they didn't know. They didn't know that God had such a plan. And then boom. It's like, what is this? And there are many more mysteries. Hallelujah. That will be unraveled in your life. By the workings of the Spirit of God. And that's why I started by telling you, you need to love God. The greatest favor you can do for yourself is to love God. I'm telling you. Because you see that scripture. Look, look at that. He says, 
Those things, you know, that I have not seen, that ears have not heard, that have not entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared, He has not prepared them for everybody. He has prepared them for those who what? Love Him. So loving God is critical to breaking limits. It's critical to breaking barriers. It's critical to growing in life. It's critical to you fulfilling your destiny. Loving God is the best thing you can do. The greatest thing you can do is to love God. That's why the greatest commandment is, is it's got to do with loving God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. You see, so love is the greatest. If you want to attain greatness, it is linked to love. Those who serve God and worship God as if they are doing God a favor, don't know that they are robbing themselves. They don't know. Those that love other things more than God, don't know that they are doing themselves a disservice. They don't know. They don't know. But when you read the Bible, the Bible is full of evidence that if you love God, there are boundaries you will break. There are barriers. There are limits you will cross. Just by loving God. Can you imagine? It's so simple. Come on. Tell someone, say, it's really simple. It's not complicated. Yeah, it's not complicated. Just love God. Just love God. And you will go far. You will go far if you love God. With all your heart. Not part of your heart. All your heart. If you love God, you will go far. Hmm? But if you love money more than God, you are in trouble. Because money will fail you one day. But God will never fail you. And I know money is good. Money is not evil. Because somebody now will say, yeah, that's right. You know, money is evil. Don't, don't you ever preach that gospel. Because money is not evil. Okay? Money is not evil. There's no scripture that says money is evil. It's the love of money that is the root of evil. Money itself is neutral. Money is neutral. You know, we couldn't have bought this place without money. Yeah, we didn't just go there and speak in tongues. Give us the keys. No, we didn't do that. We had to pay. We had to pay for it. You know? We have to pay to keep the lights on. It's money. It's not tongues that keeps the lights on. It's money, right? We have to pay to use microphones. It's not... So, you see, money is not... It's not bad. Come on. So... Is there anybody allergic to money here? Come on, wave your hand. Let me see. You're allergic. Money gives you palpitations. <laughs> anybody? <laughs> no. Yeah. The fact, when we don't make it a focus. We make God our focus. But when we, as we go after God, things come after us. Opportunities come after us. Hallelujah. So love the Lord. Love the Lord. Say neighbor. neighbor. 
Do yourself a favor. Love God more. Amen. I know we all love God to an extent, but increase your love for Him. Love Him more. Love Him more. Love Him more than you love yourself. They say, well, you know, I, I just want to sort myself out. You know, after that, after I've sorted myself out, then, you know, I can think about others. I can think about God. But, I, you know, I just need to be okay first. You know, if I'm not okay, then well, how can I, you know. No, when you, when you, how are you going to sort yourself out? Do you have what it takes? Huh? Do you have what it takes to wake yourself tomorrow? Hmm? Come on, do you? How many people have what it takes to wake themselves tomorrow? You don't. So, how are you going to sort? <laughs> you know, sometimes we say certain things. And so, I'm going to begin to bring out some, some phrases that people make. And you see the folly in some of those statements. And we repeat it. We don't even know the, you know. Where it came from? Who inspired that statement? Who inspired that saying? You know, like some, some people say, you only live once. Come on. How many, how many? Come on. You live once. You only, come, you only live once. Huh? What? How do you? YOLO. <laughs> okay. Huh? So, have you thought about that kind of statement? One day, one of my sons made that statement. I said, don't you ever say that again. <laughs> yeah, I said, you heard, it. you heard someone saying it, but that doesn't make it right. You don't only live once. You don't. Yeah, in fact, you, you live more than once. You live on earth once. Then after that, you live in eternity. Yeah. So after you live here, <laughs> you now wake up and decide, realize this is the beginning of an, a new life. Your second life. Where will you start your second life? You see? So, who inspired that statement? I suspect that it came from hell. Don't think about eternity. Don't think about the second life. You only have one life to live. So, just live it. Enjoy it. Eat. Drink. For tomorrow we shall die. And after we die, it's over. Hey, it's a lie. It's not over. A new life begins when you close your eyes in death. It's a new life. And that one is endless. It's endless. This one is temporary. This one prepares you for that one. So, 
Start thinking of some of the things you say. Think deeply about certain phrases you hear. Because they might actually be engineered to limit you. Do you understand? Yeah. The, 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 the enemy has a way of introducing vocabulary that will limit our desire to go further in certain areas. So loving the Lord is important. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 1. In fact, before we go there, let me just say this. The greatest limitation, the greatest limitation of man is relational. Did you hear me? And what do I mean by that? The greatest limitation of man is relational. When man was in the garden, God told him, don't eat from this tree. The day you eat from this tree, you're going to die. Okay? Other than that, man had no limitation on the earth. You realize that? Yeah. Man had no limitations. In other words, Adam could go anywhere on the earth. He could do, you know, he had authority, he had dominion. Not even authority, dominion. He had dominion over the earth. He could speak to lions, he could speak to serpents. He could communicate, he could go into the sea. In fact, I have a suspicion that for him to name all the animals, he had to go under the sea to name the fish. So that means he could breathe. No limits. And he had the responsibility of making the earth like heaven. Hallelujah. So he had the equipment. He had the resources. Do you realize that? Man, the gold, the diamonds, the, um, all the minerals under the earth, they've been there since the beginning. Do you realize that God didn't now say, oh, population is growing, I need to come and add to the earth before you know, they get bankrupt. No, no, no. There's more than enough. Don't believe the lie that there is scarcity on earth. There is no scarcity. It's artificial. It's created. The economic system of this world is going to be judged. Because it's, it's, it's unjust. And it's been created to, 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 to exclude people. But love God. Come on. Love God. Love God. If you will love God, He's going to show you a way around it. Do you understand me? If you will love God, He will show you how to beat the system. There, there are ways to beat the system of this world. Hallelujah. But God, God has it. He knows the way around it. He can provide in ways that will blow the minds. So the system is designed because there is a God of this world. Of the system of this world. 
So man's limitation is relational. And what I mean is that that limitation came as a result of sin. So the time Adam ate from that tree, he imposed a limitation on humanity. Is it making sense? Yeah. So there was a limitation on our intelligence. From our brain that could function at 100%, after he ate that fruit, poof, down to 10%. That's a limitation. So our mental capacity is limited now. All our advancement has been achieved with less than 10%. Imagine what it would be if we had 100% of our brain power. <laughs> you see? But what caused it? That's why I said man's greatest rela- uh, limitation is relational. And when you talk about relationship, love has to be involved. You see? So that's why the biggest favor, the greatest favor you can do for yourself is to love God. Because when you love God, you are able to transcend limitations. Because out of that relationship, God begins to give you access to certain things. He begins to show you certain things. He begins to give you certain instructions. He begins to give you certain directions. That you will not find in any book. That, that Google or, or um, uh, chat GPS will not tell you. Or GTP, sorry. <laughs> I said GPS. <laughs> chat GTP will not have that answer. There are things that God will show you that don't exist in any library anywhere. There are secrets of the earth. Hallelujah. Say, how do you know? Pastor, I'll give you one example in history. One historical example. How many people have heard of George Washington Carver? How many people? You? Okay, you haven't heard about him? Go investigate George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver was a, a Christian scientist years ago in America. Those days when blacks were not allowed to go to school. Okay? George Washington Carver was able to, under very um, disadvantaged, circum- disadvantaged circumstances, right? He was able to get educated. And he became a scientist. And there was a great depression at that time. There was a great depression, and the, the black community, there was a lot of hunger. People were dying of, of, of starvation and all of that. And George Washington Carver, in his laboratory, one of the books, I think the, the only book, if my memory serves me right, is the Bible that is allowed in his lab. So, he gets, he goes... Every time he goes into his lab, he spends time communing with God in his lab. So he has this relationship with God. He used to call God Mr. Creator. Mr. Creator, tell me the secret of the universe. And God says, your brain is too small to comprehend it.
So, he asked, tell me the secret of the peanut. Because at that time, peanut was growing in their community. And God began to unravel the peanut to him. How many people love peanut butter? You need to thank God for George Washington Carver. <laughs> he came up with over 400 patents from peanut. Over 400 patents from peanut. Who told him? The creator. The creator of peanuts. Hallelujah. His love for God gave him access to what other scientists didn't have access to. Glory to God. So I'm telling you, loving God is powerful. Let's love the Lord. Let's love the Lord. He said, I know all this, you know, just leave these things alone. I just want to, if I just get my, my money, I'll be fine. Then I'll love him. No, no, no. We know, and God knows, that if you get it, you won't love him. <laughs> you love him first. Otherwise, if you get it first, it will choke your heart. And it will block your capacity to love him. But if you love him, it heals you. It cleanses you. And it opens you up to the secrets of his heart. Then he begins to show you strategies. Hallelujah. When people are going down, you'll be rising. Hallelujah. Yes. When they conspire against you, when they come, they gang up against you. The love of God will take you above all of that. So loving God is a powerful thing. Amen? Amen. So sin brought a limitation. Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, what was it that motivated it? It's love. So love is the answer. Come on, somebody say love is the answer. And I know love, the word love is so popular in the world. You know, some of the best-selling um, songs, I love songs, and books, movies, and so on. But they don't fully get it. How can somebody be, how can a word be on the lips of everyone and yet be so misunderstood? What a contradiction. Hmm? For what does John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. You see, so God's solution to the limitations of man is founded on love. The sacrifice of Jesus was founded on love. And somebody once said that it wasn't the nails that kept Jesus on the cross. It was love that kept him on the cross. Hallelujah. And now that barrier 
There was a barrier. There was a limitation between us and God. Man could not relate with God. God could not behold the scene of man. And God used the God-man to solve that problem. But love is at the center of it. You see? So if you're going to break boundaries, that's why sometimes, okay, you can listen to some motivational talks and all of that, and they give you set goals, do this, and and they're fantastic. But the the boundaries you will break by love transcends all those things. And those things have their place. But loving God is the greatest thing. Hallelujah. Because God can lift you to a point where nobody can. No strategy can. Hallelujah. There's no effort of yours that can take you to a level But when the love of God is full in your heart, so many things happen. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 11. Deuteronomy 11 verse 1. It says, Therefore, you shall love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his statutes, his judgments, and his commandments always. Know today that I do not speak with your children who have not known And who have not seen the chastening of the Lord your God. His greatness, his mighty hand, and his outstretched arm. His signs, his acts, which he did in the midst of Egypt. To Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and all his land. My, oh my. Let's skip to verse 13. Let's skip to verse 13. I'm looking at the time. So, verse 13 says, And it shall be that if you earnestly obey the commandments which I command you today, to love the Lord your God and serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul, then, what? Hallelujah. You see, loving Him, you need to love Him with all your heart. You need to love Him with with, with all your soul, serve him, all right? Serve him. And all of that, then verse 14, he says, I will give you the rain for your land in its season. Rain is symbolic of blessings. Do you understand? Rain is symbolic of blessings. So he's saying that if you will love him, Many people want blessing, but they don't want the love part. So he says, if you will love me, I am going to bless you. I will rain blessing on you. May God rain blessing on you. On your life, on your family, on your household, on your business, on your career. May God rain blessing upon all your endeavors. May God rain his blessing over your studies. Hallelujah. Because when the rain comes, guess what? The ground begins to produce. You see? Yes. That's why the first thing God did when he made man was that he blessed them. Hallelujah. He, he empowered them. So the rain of God's blessing brings empowerment. 
into your life, but it's linked to love. Can you see? Amazing. So he will cause rain. He, he, he He will give you rain for your land in its season. The early and the latter rain that you may gather your grain, your new wine, and your oil. My goodness. Even your oil is speaking of anointing. You want to be anointed? Love God. Love the Lord. Amen. Stop looking for one mighty prophet to anoint you. Just love God. Love Him. Yeah. When you have a direct access, why are you looking for middleman? Huh? You don't, you don't need a middleman? No. If I want to become a middleman now, oh my goodness. Hula ba 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 ba. And I say, no, if you come through me, this is what you will get. If you do this, then you will get this. Shikapatakata. Who? Middleman. Get rid of the middleman mentality and go straight to your father. Go straight to your father. He's your father. He loves you, he has a lot for you. He will anoint you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Mm. It's like I can hear the sound from heaven. (laughs) Hallelujah. Mighty God. Mighty God. Look at verse 22. He says, For if you carefully keep all these commandments, which I command you to do, to love, to, to, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all His ways, and hold fast to Him, then, <laughs> come on, see that word again, then. Yeah, so when you do the preceding verse, Then look at what love produces in your life. Look at what it says. Then what? The Lord will drive out all these nations before you. And you will dispossess greater and mightier nations than yourselves. How many people want to possess greater who, who want to dispossess greater na- nations and giants? Love God. Could this be the secret of David's victory over Goliath? Could it be that the love of God in the heart of David is what gave him the capacity to bring down this Goliath? I don't know what Goliath is before you. I don't know what Goliath is in your life. But if you will love him, if you will keep his commandments, if you will obey his statutes, he is going to bring them down before you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There is no power that can stop 
the love of God and what it will produce in your life. You want breakthroughs and you don't love God. What is wrong with you? You are going the wrong route. Go the short route. The short route is what I'm showing you this morning. If I want to write a best-selling book of how, how to bring giants down and I give you 10, 10 principles or 12 principles, I can do that. But I'm giving you one principle. A master key to all-round breakthrough in your life. Love God. Love Him. If you will love Him, He's going to do these things for you. Hallelujah. And look at verse 24. He says, Every place which the sole of your foot shall tread. Oh my goodness. Every place. There are, there are territories you will begin to possess. I don't know what industry you are in. But if you will love God, God is going to give you that industry. Hallelujah. I don't know. It doesn't matter the cabal or the cartels that are working there and are saying, no, you can't come in here. They are protecting that place. You just love God. Hallelujah. Love God. You will break those boundaries. You will break them, I'm telling you. This is the word of God. I'm not making this up. This is God speaking. Oh my goodness. Loving the Lord, loving the Lord, loving the Lord. There is a lot of benefits to loving the Lord. Last week, I showed you how loving the Lord prolongs your life. It extends your life. It gives you long life. Many people want long life, but they don't love God. They don't love God, but they want to live long. What do you want to live for? What do you want to live for? You don't love God, but you want, you want long life. To do what? Do you see? Do you see the confusion in many Christians? It's time to start loving God. Let there be a revival of the love of God in our hearts. Start loving Him. Start loving Him. You love Him. It's, it's not complicated. Alright? Just like any relationship. It's just like any relationship. You just love Him. That's all. You know? Love the Lord. Do what you can to please Him. Amen. How do you please him? You please him by faith. He said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You can't love God and you're walking in unbelief. That's, that's a contradiction. Start walking in faith. Hallelujah. Start loving him. Start loving his kingdom. Seek his kingdom. Seek his pleasure. Hallelujah. Do all you can to please him. God loves you unconditionally. Whether you love him or not, he'll never stop loving you. But how many people know the relationship is better when there is reciprocal reciprocal love? Hallelujah. This English language, eh? Oh, I bind you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. My time is up. But we're going to pray. Lord, anything that limits my love for you, let it be removed. Amen. I want to love you with all my heart. I want to love you with all my soul. 
I want to love you more than any other. Yeah. You should love God more than you love your spouse. I'm telling you. I'm not saying you shouldn't love your spouse. You should. But loving God should be greater. You should love God more than you love success. I'm not saying you should hate success, but love God more. Do you understand? Love God more than, more than any other thing. In fact, love God more than yourself. More than you love yourself. Why? Because that's one of the keys to overcoming. That's one of the keys to overcoming when you love God more than you love yourself. Many people will never overcome because they love themselves more than God. Yeah. It's quite, it's, 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 it's amazing. This one, this one key, is, can't you see how many things it is doing in the Bible? Let me show you because it's like somebody saying, ah, no, that's not biblical. Revelation. Okay, we're going we're gonna to close with this. I promise you. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. Look at what it says. It says, And they overcame him by what? The blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. Can you see? They love God more than they love their lives. That's another way of saying this. So because they love God more than they love their lives, they were able to overcome the devil. So there are some victories people will never have because they love themselves more than they love God. May God free you from that and empower you. Hallelujah. You'll become... You, you see, what I'm, what I'm sharing with you is making you dangerous. You don't realize it. This is making you super dangerous. You are going to do some catastrophic miracles. Catastrophic wonders and signs. But you need the foundation of His love in your life. So that your life can be a living wonder. People look at your life and they can't explain. But how we did all of this, how come you still got out of this? Hmm. Oh, I remember the time this lady came to her house and she said, oh, pastor, pray for me. Because, I'm, you know, long story short, she, she, you know she, what she said to me? She said, we've been trying to kill you. Say, what? Yes, we have been trying to kill you. My wife was there. One Sunday, one Sunday afternoon. We've been trying to kill you. How have you been trying to kill me? We put poison in your food. Many times. And you, nothing happened. Hallelujah. Why did she come to say that? She said, please pray for me. I don't want to die. I said, why would you say you don't want to die? She said, an angel appeared to me and told me that if you don't pray for me, I will die. I said, I'm not going to pray for you until you tell me the whole truth. There is more to this. That's when she now says, if you don't, you know, that's when she said, we've been trying to kill you. Yeah. We've been trying to kill you. Okay, what else did you do? She said, we've been putting charms on your seat in your office. 
It's an invisible charm. She said, we put it there. And anybody, normally, anybody that sits on that wakes up and falls sick and dies. We've been doing it several times and nothing happened to you. <laughs> they were doing it to someone that loved the Lord. Wrong address. Hallelujah. Wrong address. Yeah. What else have you been doing? She said, we tried to kill you by accident. And truly, I had a car crash. You know this 16-wheeler truck that carries containers drove into me. From my side, hit me and took me off the road. So I was driving, came out, no scratch. Hallelujah. It pays to love God. It pays. I'm telling you. Anybody that says something else doesn't know what he's saying. I'm speaking my own experience. And we have a lot to say. We have a lot to share along these lines. I'm telling you. We've proven it again and again and again. And then somebody thinks that when he serves God, he's doing God a favor. What are you talking about? You don't know. Love God. Love God. Hallelujah. If you don't love him more than your life, when they tell you that if you don't bow, you'll be put into the fire, you will bow. You see? But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they love God more than their life. So Nebuchadnezzar puts them in there, and guess what? The fourth man got into the fire with them. Hallelujah. It pays. Tell someone it pays to love God more. Are we going to love God? Come on. Father, we thank you this morning. Giving your people your word. Fill their hearts with your love. That everything that competes with your love in their hearts die a natural death. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray. I pray, oh God, that the spirit of this age will lose its grip over their hearts. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every deception that, that will make them think that, that they can go far without loving you. I command those lies to fall in the name of Jesus. Let the love of God and love for God rise in their hearts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. To break barriers, to break molds, molds, thinking patterns. Lord God, belief systems. Oh, Father, that have limited them over the years. Let them be broken right now. Whatever hinders them to walk in miracles, let them be broken. Let them be shattered right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise.
I give you glory, my Lord and my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, before we go, I just want to pray. If you want to receive Jesus into your heart, just raise your hand. I'll pray for you. Anybody. You want to get born again? If you raise your hand, I'll pray for you. I don't see any hand. Now, those watching online, if you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity right now. Just say this after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. You love me so much, but you did not withhold Jesus from me. Father, right now, I open my heart and I say, Come in. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a brand new person. Fill my heart with your love. Help me to love you as I should. Let every obstacle be removed. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Wonderful. God bless you real good. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.